0: Welcome to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer, K Tempest Bradford. In Season 2, Episode 3, Scandal, when Jetta finds Kimber's diary, the misfits start a scandal to try to ruin the holograms. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy! Alright, Episode 3 is written by Mary and I'm not going to pronounce this last name right, Screens, Screnes, Screnes, I have no idea. (laughs) But she's she's written many episodes of Jim. Well, actually, I shouldn't even say many, but she has a handful of credits to her name. That's cool. I actually looked her up on IMDb, and she wrote The World Hunger Shindig in Stitches, Island of Deception, Scandal, of course, and Mardi Gras.
1: Oh, Mardi Gras is and some of those kind of are, an interesting Some episode. of those were okay. Oh, yeah. And this explains why Sean Harrison is back with us again this week.
0: I Kimba. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Teen, in quotations, idol. Yes. Yes, Sean. <laughs> uh, you so, only look 25. The,
1: the fact that they keep calling him that, I'm like, why? how is that?
0: We joked about that, actually, the first time you made an appearance. Wait, we're
1: like, what, are, are you Idol 14s? Because you're not a teenager. He's not
0: a teenager. Well, we open with Gem and the Holograms arriving in beautiful Venice Beach, California. Rhea is to make her debut interview appearance with the rest of the Holograms on Harriet Horn's TV show. Terrible name, by That's the way. That's awful. <laughs> Good alliteration, terrible name.
2: Yeah,
0: no. Rhea is nervous about making her first appearance, but the rest of the band give her some much-needed encouragement. The Holograms head down to the boardwalk for some shopping, and right at the beginning, we get a music video from the Holograms called She Makes an Impression, which, by the way, has made an appearance before on a previous episode.
1: Yeah, it did, but I, once again, I will say that I can tell the difference, and this is actually a much better version, possibly because, like, the first time, it was about synergy, and like, what? But this time, it actually works really well for Rhea, because it's, even though this is not a Rhea episode, this entire video is like, look how awesome Rhea is. She's so sweet, and men with skate keys want to hold her hand and wink at her, and even when she falls down while she's skating, she makes the best of it by making a sand angel She's so adorable. We love Rhea.
2: We do love Rhea. And some cute dresses, I gotta say. And the adorable puppy with the tongue sticking out. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: So this is a good video. It's a happy video. The song yeah, is fine as well. I, I, Like I said, I like this version of the song better, even though I'm sure that it's not actually any musically any different <laughs> from the one before.
0: As far as the song is concerned, uh, it, did this make your, what was it, top 10 or top 11 gem and the Holograms uh, songs?
1: I haven't done that article yet. I'm going to have to figure out where I'm going to publish my top Hologram oh, songs. Oh, yeah, because okay. it was the Misfits the last time.
0: Oh, it was the Misfits. Right, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. While well, at the beach, Connie and Terry from California Beat are in Venice Beach to catch rock celebrities and see what they're up to. Whilst they're waiting for the misfits to arrive, they ask for Sean. Before Sean heads off to do an interview for California Beat, the holograms show up and he greets Kimber. Rhea is impressed that Kimber knows Sean, the British teen idol. <laughs>
2: Which Which is, that indeed that, was he wearing like the 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 i don't even know like the projector reel things on his lapel last time i yeah i don't you know I, mean? I i noticed That's a those great things question. on
1: the okay i noticed that too and i was like this is super distracting because what kind right? of jewelry is that i don't even know what that thing is is that a teen idol do that is that what british teen idols wear I had
0: to say, that, <laughs> maybe back in '86 or '87, whenever this episode aired, perhaps.
1: I don't remember that, but okay. I mean, <laughs> also I just let's just
0: roll with it, I, roll with it, Temple. I
1: still love that. <laughs> Rhea uses his entire title. You know, British teen idol Sean Harris. <laughs>
0: Hello, Kimba.
1: Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Terrible terrible
1: i'm but I'm glad to see that Sean yeah. has gotten his British accent back because the last time we saw somebody who looked like Sean who was dating Kimber, he talked a little bit different, and his name was Jeff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of dick van Dyke uh doing trying to do a British sort of cockneyish yeah. accent well he you know I was just waiting for for Sean to say chim Chimney Cheroo.
1: <laughs> he does Start sound a little cyber-truh. bit like Bert from from Mary Poppins. It's true. But that's not a Cockney accent. No, what Jetta no, what Jetta is attempting is a Cockney accent. This is just
0: Okay.
1: I mean there's there's many, there are many accents that come from the British Isles, yes, but this is not I'm It's not Cockney. It's ignorant. I think it's like I don't know. Anyway, I can't identify it. Our listeners should identify it for us. You should leave a comment and tell us what what region Sean sounds like he might be from.
2: And also I was wondering I have a couple of British friends, but Jim and the Holograms is not really their um, idea of a good time. So I c- can't ask them what they think of the British accents in the show.
0: I'm quite shocked, actually, that Jim and the Holograms is not their idea of of a good time. I know, I
2: know. I mean, it's I, I not like it's anyone wrong.
0: has ever questioned me for watching
2: <laughs> it. But um, But if we have any listeners in the UK or, you know, who are super familiar with that kind of thing, I would really, really love to hear... How the accents measure up because they sound bad to me but like what what do I know I watch BBC and that's like my extent of experience with British accents so yeah
0: I'm just curious do you think maybe it sounds bad to us and I actually gave this some thought this week but I'm almost okay well I'll just speak for myself but I'm almost thinking maybe it the accents sound bad to me because I'm so used to a certain accent that is maybe common, like we we tend to hear some more of the, more of like the sort of like upper class, like London type accents. But then maybe if we hear more regional dialects, it kind of sounds almost exaggerated, even though maybe it isn't.
1: That could well, be. I mean, yeah, but I the, I don't think that Sean's accent is actually exaggerated. So I, I don't know, because like I no, I feel like
0: not as much as Jetta's, But
1: as I said, I thought the Jetta's accent was totally normal until a British friend of mine was like, what is that?
0: <laughs> you know, we talked about this and I, I still have no idea whether or not that is the that actress's real accent because I know she is British, but maybe she is just trying to do a different sort of regional dialect but can't. I, I'm not entirely sure. So yes, listeners, if any of you from the UK are listening in right now and you have any clue whatsoever about this, please, please write in and correct us, uh, gemcast at hologramradio.org or hit us up on Twitter at Now, uh, Where were we? The British teen idol. Hmm, indeed. Well, in an interview with Connie and Terry, Sean is asked if he's looking for any new songs to record. He says he's performing at the Roller Rockout, a roller skating club, and he always keeps his ears open for new material to record. Suddenly, things are interrupted with a raucous noise, uh, which is coming from further down the beach. And, of course, who else can it be? It's the Misfits. (laughs) On dune buggies. Kicking up some sand. When
2: that started, Justin was like, oh, my God. Can that be the Misfits? Oh, my God. <laughs> it totally is the Misfits. <laughs> right?
0: I did not see that going. Right? Yeah. It's
1: like yeah. they, they're loud. Uh, they destroy a bunch of people's stuff. They disrupt everybody's day, and they don't care. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, it's the Misfits, and it's Tuesday. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, because, you know, when
0: they were writing this episode, I mean, I don't think any of the writers would have pitched, how about if the Misfits show up in electric-powered uh, scooters? No. Not like at t- like 10 miles an hour? No. Well, the misfits make a spectacular entrance, but as per usual, some of the beachgoers end up as collateral damage and get sand in their face, which is, I guess, not bad, all things considering what has happened before.
2: That can hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would sting, I suppose. Begrudgingly, Connie rolls tape. She really does not want to do that in interview. But anyway, she does the interview and Connie asks if the Misfits are going anywhere or just cruising for a vagrancy charge.
1: That was. That did not make Pizzazz too happy. That was so rude, though. I mean, yes, the Misfits did just roll in and and do all those things, but this lady is a professional TV show lady and. Like, that was really rude. I mean, not that they didn't right. deserve it, but I was just like, well, professional. Hey, I mean, I, I might use
0: that term lightly because we, we don't know. Maybe that interview, the way she did it, sets the precedent for what California beat is all about. Maybe they're about being really rude. not that great.
1: About being rude. Well, they, neither of them are professional because, you know, the other the no, dude who's with no. her is like asking Pizzazz out on a date in yeah, the middle well, of the hold interview. On. Just, hold on. <laughs> just, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. Jetta says the Misfits have lunch with Mick Jagger, a possible recording session with Michael Jackson, and Pizzazz and Sean Harrison have something going on. Connie throws it to Terry and he asks Pizzazz if she's free for dinner, and Pizzazz says, maybe, in a playful manner. Is this the first time a perfect stranger has asked Pizzazz out where she also seems to have a mutual interest? Maybe. That's my question to you too. It seems like that.
1: Maybe. That does. Yeah. And perhaps.
0: We've talked to, and we've talked about this before but like how many times like Pizzazz seems like, you know, perfectly attractive person but everyone is completely disgusted with her even before they've even had a chance to really get to know her.
2: She's ugly on the inside and people can tell.
0: They can sense it. Um, they smell it.
2: <laughs> they just... smell it.
0: They smell evil.
2: Uh I don't think she's evil. I think she's just complicated (laughs) ridiculous like i don't have a good word for her um but i don't know like i I like
0: me some complicated women
2: (laughs) i feel like most of what she's done is like flirt with rio unsuccessfully yeah she wants
0: what she can't have right which is not entirely unrealistic yeah i'm sure all of us have had something we wanted but couldn't have and we dwelled on it and let it eat us up slowly Slowly, slowly, until we couldn't sleep, I'm not talking about myself,
2: oh, Alex, I don't even know what just happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that belongs on another podcast actually, you know what i have I have a question- a genuine question for you in previous episodes they we've had certain quote unquote celebrity musical guests that have obviously had fake names and obviously seem to be. You know, mirrors of real world. People like uh Lena Lerner is clearly Tina Turner and um what's his name? It's supposed to be a young Michael Jackson and the guy that looks like Mick Jagger, I can't remember his name. But they actually make mention of real celebrities. So I'm almost wondering like why did they even bother doing that before? Was that was did they do it on purpose just because it was like a fun thing to do, or I don't get it. Well
1: I mean they couldn't they probably are not allowed to actually make characters that have the name of and the likeness of real people, Mm, ah, you know, like it's parody so they can do what they want, but it just,
0: right. So you can make a passing mention, but you can't have that. Right. Someone make an appearance. But I
1: I was like, why doesn't Jetta say, Oh, they're going to have a recording session with Ron Cox, who is the Mick Jagger in this world. And Lena Lerner. I, I, yeah, because like, when she's like, Mick Jack Jagger, Michael Jackson, I was like, they don't exist in this world, mm-hmm. Jetta. What world
2: do you come from? She dreamed it. She it did. dreamed about these people.
0: Sean walks over to chat with Kimber, who is writing lyrics for a potential hologram song. Kimber says she works out a lot of things in her diary. She can be as silly or as serious as she's feeling. Sean asks Kimber if he'd write a song for her and then invites her out to dinner. Kimber is called back to set, but forgets <laughs> her bag and diary. Jetta has a keen eye and notices this, so she grabs the diary and heads back to the hotel with the misfits.
2: So, so oh, <laughs> go ahead, Jemba. Both Alina and I have feelings about We're this. We're sewing. <laughs> We're ready. We're sewing together. Oh, God, yes.
1: But it's Okay, so if, if there was ever any indication that this show is for nine-year-old girls it's the fact that kimber writes stuff in her diary and i actually have zero complaints about that because when i was a kid i had a diary too Mm -hmm. but can we just talk about what sean just did
2: because once again we blew past he got down on one knee yeah i was i was wondering what was up it was like you haven't seen each other in a while like what what are you doing right
0: well you know he's a big baby he's been standing all day you know grueling over interviews and you know he's just he's just resting his back uh-huh.
2: mm. so he gets down on
1: one knee and then kimber's all like oh, and then he's like will you write a song for me and then she reacts as if he just said will you mm, marry me that's an me. interesting observation because she lost it she's like oh, yes yes yep. i'm gonna write a song for you oh, 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 oh. this is why she got a diary cause she lost her mind she has no chill kimber has no chill no this is true
0: this is why I love having the two of you on this show to to provide a different angle, a different perspective. Because when he went down on one knee, I had this like passing thought. Well, wow, that's really strange. Why is he doing that? It absolutely did not occur to me that that's like something most people do when they do a traditional wedding proposal. Yeah. Uh, or like, you know, when they ask someone to marry them. So it did not occur to me at all. I was totally clueless. So thank you for bringing that up.
2: Yeah, and I wanted to bring up that I I actually really loved uh, hearing Kimber talk about her diary and like that it was okay to be silly and okay to you know like like you don't have to act a certain way or write a certain way it's it's about you and your feelings in the diary and it was actually kind of affirmed later on which we'll talk about when stuff gets out and the holograms are like well this was your place to to process your feelings and that's okay you know we know that that you weren't, you know, being mean, you were just, you know, dealing with your own stuff. And I really, really liked that message about this episode. I like, this is my favorite episode so far. I bet
0: you there is a passage in Kimber's diary that none of us have heard that goes something like, dear diary, Sean is so dreamy. He says he's a british teen idol but he suspiciously <laughs> looks quite a bit older and i'm thinking he's just trying to get into my pants
2: and what is up i with wonder that if thing maybe his... i can
0: sneak into his jacket pocket and grab his wallet and check his id <laughs> until next time diary
1: <laughs> indeed yeah. yeah that's i'm sure that that is actually a literal diary entry in that diary yes
2: okay so i read some of those and i'll we'll talk about that later too Jim and the Holograms are interviewed by Connie
0: and Terry for California Beat. Jim announces they'll be on the Harriet Horn show, and Rhea is asked how she will feel when she's, quote-unquote, barbecued by Harriet Horn, the queen barracuda of gossip.
1: That's <laughs> sexist. I just... That dude... <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad we don't have to look at that dude anymore, ever. Because California
0: Beat's a trash magazine. It, it actually, is. I would say it's a rag. Magazine.
1: Yeah, it's not even a magazine. It's a it's a TV show, but it's probably like on local. Remember when when local stations were actually local, like before we had Fox and the CW and UPN. Oh my God, I'm dating myself with the UPN even. But you know, all those channels that became those things originally, they were just like local channels that were unaffiliated. I feel like California Beat was like broadcast on one of those channels, like the unaffiliated. What became the CW channel. Right. um,
0: Channel three cable news. Right,
2: You had to fiddle with the dial to get it. (laughs) All I have to say is UPN had Star Trek Voyager. So it was a good network. This woman is obviously Joan Collins. That's that's all. Yes.
0: Yeah. Kimber steps in and tells uh, Terry that Miss Horn doesn't incinerate everybody. Besides, they're pretty boring as gossip material. Oh, really, Kimber?
1: Kimber. We'll what? see about that. Wait a minute. That. Even before we get to this diary business, what do you mean? Like, Harriet Horn must. I bet before this whole diary thing came up, the interview from Harriet Horn was going to go like this So, Jim, you're dating a boy named Rio, but Rio is also the boyfriend of your manager, Jerrica. What's <laughs> up with that?
0: That's just the most beautiful impression.
2: <laughs> am I right or am I right? You're right. Yeah, there's no way something like that would slide. She's a barracuda no. of gossip. I think that she, she would have picked up on
1: that.
0: The Misfits are watching the live interview with Gem and the Holograms. They're angered by the fact that their segment was cut from the show. Stormer looks sad and says no one knows they're in town. I'm
1: so sad. She and- looks so sad.
0: Yeah, she, d- she does look really sad. And Pizzazz actually says here, Sweet Kimber Benton, I'd love to get something on her. Harriet Horn would beg us to be on her show. Jetta shows the misfits Kimber's diary and reads a passage from it. Uh, she suggests that the diary must have something that they can use against the holograms.
1: Well, I think that everybody everybody is lucky that Kimber did not write an entry where she was like, So my father died and then we discovered that he left us a fabulous AI computer that could create holograms. And my older (laughs) sister became Jim. Isn't that great diary? I love our life. I mean, you know, that's probably like in in another diary because even though they they keep acting as if Kimber has only ever had one diary, that book is not that big. Like, you know, you fill up the diary, you get a new one. That's probably in an archived diary somewhere. But I'm just saying that they're real lucky.
0: Yeah, they they really are. Actually, I just want to read. There, there's a few passages of dialogue here because it's it's amusing when Jetta reads some of the stuff out uh, that's in the diary. And she says, how about sweet little Kimber's mean streak or her crush on Sean Harrison? And Roxy says, what's that? Jetta says, Kimber's diary. Well, I wouldn't waste my time, Jetta says. And she quotes a passage from the diary. Roxy isn't dumb, but she is so ignorant. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And Pizzazz is just a rich, spoiled brat. And Pizzazz says, Ha, she even badmouths members of her own group. They'll be
1: devastated. Devastated. She's so excited about that devastated part.
0: Well, you know, she's uh she's evil. Not necessarily evil in, in the sense of the word, but she's vindictive. It's true. At the hotel, the holograms each receive a letter with the exception of their newest member, Rhea. The letters read, Shayna can be so ridiculously insecure about her talent. It's a real pain. Aja was so cold today. Sometimes I wonder if she has any feelings at all. Sometimes I wish Jem was my sister instead of Jerrica. Ouch.
1: Well, I mean, two of those things are true. Shayna is ridiculously insecure, yes. but the whole thing about Aja being cold, I was like, where does that even come from?
0: I was wondering that myself. I have no clue. She seemed like actually a pretty warm person, especially, correct me if I'm wrong, in part two of the talent search, you know, that the whole sort of interplay uh, between her and Craig.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, know, you know, she seemed like a pretty warm person to me.
1: I feel like... <laughs> I think I only I don't know if I only think this because I just got through teaching a class about stereotypes and tropes and I happen to be looking at this trope but there is a trope about Asian people that they are they're cold or distant or or more stoic than I guess white people or whatever Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's what's at play here I don't know it's just so weird like it's it's the other two things are completely spot on, but it was like they were reaching for something to say about Aja. I don't know. Aja, I mean, I feel like it would have been more. Either. Maybe it would have been more to the point to say, "Aja is so ridiculously competent that she makes me feel like a loser every day of
2: my life." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting. I don't know. Well, I mean, Kimber
0: is, keep in mind, she's the youngest in the group, right? So a lot of her views are going to be somewhat warped through the lens of a teenage girl. Uh,
1: Maybe, but again, like, the other two, like, the whole thing about Shayna was was spotted, like, literally in the last episode. Oh, yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, you're right. I can't
0: really defend that. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know.
1: I feel like this writer was just like, "Uh, something about Aja, she's cold. Why is she cold? I don't know. Reasons. Yeah,
0: there had to be some some negative thing about about the badmates,
2: and we have. Well, I guess
0: mm-hmm, I, go ahead. I was just
2: gonna say we haven't had as much time with Aja as we have the other characters individually. Like,
0: that's because they hate Asians, clearly.
2: <laughs> maybe, I mean, that, but it's something I have noticed that you know we know. We know about Shayna, you know, and of course we know about Jim and Rio yes. and Jericho and all that crap. And there's been a lot of focus on Kimber, but, you know, at this point, I think that has had more, like, we know more about her than we know about Aja, you know? Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, in the last episode, that was, as I mentioned last week, this is the first time that Aja has even gotten a romantic interest. Kimber has had seven boyfriends. Shayna has one long-time boyfriend that was shoved at her because they're both black, but, you know, whatever. And then, of course, there's, whole, there's Jerica and Jem's whole thing. But Aja, she hasn't gotten to do the boyfriend thing up until, like, just now. The only other thing we kind of know about her is that she speaks Chinese and might actually be Chinese or Chinese-American, but we don't know a lot about Aja, it's true. We do know that she now rocks
2: a ponytail, That was a sleek, sleek ponytail. Yeah.
0: I I did not even notice the ponytail. Of course you didn't, Alex. Of course you didn't. I'm sorry. That sounds like I'm like a non-observant jerk. No, it's... But I really am not. Usually I do... You're a
1: dude. It's because you're a dude. To my credit...
0: No, uh, let me defend myself. Normally when people get haircuts or they're wearing something new or they've done something different with their appearance. I do actually notice that both on guys and girls, but this is a cartoon and I'm like trying to write notes. Shut up. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get back to the show. Kimber walks in on her bandmates reading passages from her diary and appears to be both mad and embarrassed as her personal feelings are revealed to her closest friends. Fortunately for Kimber, Jerica, Shana, and Aja take it quite well. They tell her that although it's smarts, they love her and just want to figure out a way to help her get back the diary.
2: I loved that.
0: Yeah, that was great. I loved that.
1: Yeah, it was pretty awesome of them.
0: Yeah. Kimber reads the final note, which indicates that the entire contents of her diary will soon be published in Cool Trash Magazine.
1: Mm. Well... That's just unfortunate. But it's okay because her sisters and her best friends are going to stand by her. Because, yeah, I agree with Aline. It's really great that they immediately, like Jerka even said, she's like, we're not going to worry about that right now. That is not what is important. What is important is getting your diary back and, and figuring out what's going yeah. on. And, you know, it's the we, we have talked like in the last couple of episodes about how the holograms are all terrible friends. <laughs> They're, so yeah. They're so bad sometimes.
0: I was just going to bring that up from from the last uh, two part episode, just because this is actually kind of a nice message to send to Kids, considering that you know, we, one thing we talked about, which was kind of terrible, when you know, the the whole thing in the last couple episodes, where you know, the the holograms just let Shayna walk away thinking that they didn't want her in the band anymore and that that whole thing just not following up with her not going going to her room to check on her you know she's crying and clearly upset about the whole you know the whole thing with her designs getting rejected and working with someone that's incredibly difficult so yeah it's it's a nice turnaround and I don't know if that was something that was discussed in the, in the writer's room. Obviously, they're, I mean, Christy Marks wrote the last two episodes and we have a different writer this time. So maybe it's just luck that they managed to kind of turn it around this time. But either way, it makes me happy.
1: Yeah, me too. Agreed.
0: The holograms head straight to Cool Trash Magazine's head office to make an attempt at stopping them from publishing Kimber's diary jerica enlists synergy to create some intimidating personas
1: <laughs> okay let's we gotta pause because yep, let's talk about
0: the clothes it's
1: not even about the clothes it's the fact that she asked for intimidating personas and what did synergy do yeah. she gave them glasses yeah i was
0: expecting some i'm like oh cool they're gonna look like the misfits yep. or some some like punky yep. rockers but no yep.
2: hair up and glasses that was that was my thing. Oh, let's talk about the message this is sending to 9-year-old girls that if you are a, a a professional woman with glasses, you are intimidating. Mm-hmm. On the other this hand, is very
0: much a yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this is very much like a whole uh, sort of the the whole sexist uh culture like and, and obviously we haven't totally broken away from that, but I think it's very obvious that you know, 2015 is very different today from 1986
2: or 87, so... Mm, I don't know if I'd agree with it's, that. It's
0: different. Well, maybe not very different. I might be being a, a little bit uh, too charitable here, but it's it's definitely different. I, I don't think a lot of people think that way,
2: but, but I mean, clearly some still do. Right. Well, think about TV. Think about... Um, I don't know if anyone... If either of you watch Orphan Black, but it's like, okay, no. well, who's... Who's who's the hard ass? Who's who's the hard ass lady? She's the one whose um whose hair is perfect, she's makeup is perfect, she's beautiful, she's um professionally dressed, um, you know, very like off off a magazine cover, and she's the intimidating one. Um Jurassic World, the the main character in that, she starts out the same way. She's like, I get shit done, you can tell because my hair is perfect, my makeup is perfect, my dress is perfect, Are and you? I look perfect. Yeah. And, and that that is a thing that is still a stereotype mm-hmm. <sighs> i mean just think about it they even right. have the same
1: haircut like rachel from right. orphan black and bryce dallas howard in jurassic park they have the same haircut and the same they're both blonde mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or wait a minute, maybe Bryce is no. red hair yeah I don't know. but anyway but it's the same look like it's, it's literally very, the yeah. same look that's really yeah. interesting and i had not thought about that until just yep. that moment
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's still something we're facing. Now, I like the way in in Gem and the Holograms in this episode, I like that it's just like they go in, they get stuff done, you know, they're not mean or or, um, harsh or, you know, they're still them, uh, still trying to get things done. But we still have the stereotype of like professional women are to be feared, you know? Right. And their hair is up and they have glasses. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. We can talk more about that. So the holograms now look like business executives, but one thing seems strange. Shayna is pushing a <laughs> holographic cart oh with a typewriter and on it. She's
1: a stenographer. That's a stenography machine. Okay.
0: Okay. Hold on. But yeah. I know. What her role is. But holograms are simply illusions and not solid matter as established previously on this series. So how could she realistically pull that off without anybody noticing?
2: Okay, well, she's got to make it look real. The hologram just can't be floating in front of her while she walks because that's right. going to raise a lot of questions. And I'm, I don't know, like, we've established... She does hold it. She does look yeah. like she's holding it and then she uses it. She's typing mm-hmm. on it because the guy's like, what are you doing? Right. But we have established that Synergy seems to be aware of what's going on in a really creepy way, kind of. Um, so, it, it, I mean, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Synergy's like, oh, I can see that she's doing these hand thingies. Um, I guess it needs to look like paper's yeah. coming out of there. Um, My,
0: Yeah, I think the only way to really, I mean, st- Explain how that stuff works. Obviously, the earrings have holographic projectors in in there. uh, To be specific, micro projectors. Obviously, we know that that's being established. But I would think that I mean the the earrings have to have more than just holographic projectors. They must have all sorts of crazy ass sensors where, like, Synergy can like cameras that she can literally look at the room, scan the environment turn that environment into some kind of like 3D model so she has a sense of like where objects actually need to go like spatially yep yep that's she the did. only way that i can like think that 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 would work yes i don't know how you'd fit all that into tiny earrings but yeah just, we just have to believe yeah it's some this show you is go science fiction
1: this show is science fiction that's yep. why
2: yep
0: oh dear speaking of terrible terrible names Pitt slurman is reading Kimber's diary in his office and he's looking quite pleased with himself. He's landed on gold and something he can really profit off of. The holograms walk in and Aja poses as an attorney. Aja questions Slurman if he's familiar with the penalty for receiving stolen goods. And Slurman panics at the sight of a lawyer and commands the holograms to leave but he drops Kimber's diary. And meanwhile, of course, uh, Shayna is recording the entire conversation and tells him that he's actually doing this. So he's looking pretty nervous at this point.
1: So first of all, what could possibly have been in this diary that can make him go, Gold, oh, this is gold? I mean, I I have negative feelings about my friend sometimes. Like he clearly mm-hmm. didn't see in there Jem is actually Jericho Benton, which would have been gold. No. So it's like what What was in this diary? Kimber doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't think Kimber
0: would ever write something that would incriminate Jerica's identity, even in even in a journal, even even in something that she would think would be totally personal. I would think that she's not. You know that she's that she's smart enough not to. Well, do I mean, something clearly
1: not because the misfits read it all and they didn't see that in there. But I mean, it's just it's right. just weird. I'm just like, what what could possibly be in right. this diary?
0: I, you know, I very I very much doubt that the misfits would have read every single page in that diary. It's not that
2: big. Uh, it
0: looked reasonably thick and it, it looked like a short novel.
2: And it was only like maybe three quarters of the way through. I mean, if if it was even consistent, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. So. You know, you got to take that into account, too.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, Kimber seems to have what she wants. She grabs the diary and the holograms leave. And Slurman is annoyed, but Roxy walks in. How convenient to have a door right behind his desk. Uh, like, secret. I don't know where that door leads. Maybe it was a closet. But anyways, Roxy walks in and hands him a collection of pages and tells him he doesn't need the entire diary. He just needs the dirt quote-unquote in her exact words
1: but again like now, what was he reading then if he wasn't reading the I, dirt? Uh, it's,
0: it's a great question but it, it's gonna break my brain if i have to think about it for very long
1: sure what was up with his hair i don't know i don't his think hair? we can even deal with his hair because his hair was just what, a what was wrong with it hair? was just a one yeah, mess it was crazy
0: oh well he works at a trash magazine and his hair's trashy <laughs> maybe he's wow. a dumpster diver i don't know Now all he needs is an interview with Sean Harrison, and he'll have, quote, a real scandal for cool trash. By the way, people, trash is not cool. Oh, come on. It's an annoyance. There's
1: sometimes cool trash. Come on. Come on. I have yet to find any.
0: The holograms make their way to the rock and roll, sir, but someone has let all of the air out of their tires. Roxy is seen driving by with Terry, and she waves at Kimber, telling her not to be late for dinner. And apparently Kimber was supposed to meet Sean for dinner over an hour ago, and uh, she believes that he'll think that she stood him up, which is totally understandable. Over an hour late? Yeah, that's that's not so good.
1: No. Don't tell Rio.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> At the restaurant, Sean grows concerned and tries to make a phone call to see where Kimber is, but he's rudely interrupted by the misfits and pits Slurman. Pizzazz and Jetta pose for a picture with Sean, which they hope will implicate him in a scandal to be published in Cool Trash magazine. And Sean pushes Pizzazz away and angrily tells off Slurman that he doesn't give unscheduled interviews. Slurman asks Sean uh, a question in the hopes that he'll say something provocative that can be used against him. And Slurman records the conversation, which, by the way, I just have to give credit to to Pitt Slurman for editing that conversation in real right? time. That's <laughs> damn impressive. That it's so impressive. impressive. On, on a tape recorder, too. I've just pulled a little... Piece of dialogue here. Slurman says, Sean, just give me a little something. In my opinion, Kimber Benton is just a flaky little girl. What do you see in her? And Sean says, I could care less about your opinion. She's a child in spirit,
1: but she's a child in spirit, but her work is quite mature. Okay, so look, if she's a child in spirit, why are you trying to bang her, Sean? You've been trying to bang her for a year. Maybe that's his thing. For a year. She's a child in spirit? What is wrong with you? I know that they keep saying that you're a teen idol, but you are not a teen and she is not a child and none of this is okay. None of it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about a real woman like Pizzazz? Sean says Pizzazz is a real woman. Don't make me laugh.
2: Poor Pizzazz. And she's standing there like Ouch. posing
1: and crap. And he says that about her. I mean, I feel like Sean, I feel like Pizzazz should beat Sean up. I really do. I mean, mm. I'm not well, team Pizzazz, but Sean is often out Sean's of Sean's clearly a
0: liar because he is not a teen idol.
1: That is true. But seriously. He's like, like,
0: he's like 30 years old.
1: Beat him up, Pizzazz. Like just throw a shoe at him or something.
0: <laughs> Sean leaves the restaurant and the phone rings for him. Jenna picks up the phone and tells Kimber Benton that he just left with the glamorous rock star Pizzazz. In her exact words. Mm -hmm. Really? Did she have to say glamorous rock star? Yes. Come on. Yes, she did. Well, she is glamorous. I'll give her that in an 80s way. (laughs) Slurman says, I can see the headline now. Kimber loves Sean. He could care less. The holograms arrive at the hotel after the rockin' roadster's towed. Kimber receives an incriminating photo of Pizzazz and Jetta with their arms around Sean. Kimber tears up the photo and chooses to believe in Sean and not let Pizzazz get to her, no matter what. Which is definitely a smart choice, and it's kind of a nice change considering that, like, they paint her as the young, immature one, and she's actually like pretty, like, calm and collected at this point.
1: Yeah, she is, and I think that it's nice that she's like, I'm not going to listen to these effing rumors because we all know that Pizazz is a liar. I mean, at this point, if you don't know that Pizzazz is a liar that lies and does lying things, then you have not been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about their skating outfits? <laughs> what the hell are they wearing? Hold those, on. Those skirts. We, we
0: will, we will. Those
2: skirts. Traditional skating skirts. What? I, I don't know.
0: Designed by Synergy. Designed by Synergy. <laughs> What does she know? Oh, my God. Synergy was designed by a dude. Remember that? Oh, my God. That's exactly why their outfits are terrible.
1: No, no. Shayna makes their outfits. Like Shana, Synergy might okay, but project not... them, but Shayna designs okay. them. All
0: right. Fair enough. That sounds plausible. Later at the Roller Rockout Club, Sean finishes up a set. A man walks over to Harriet Horn's table and whispers that Kimber Benton is being cool trashed quote unquote and tells her to pass it on sean exits the stage and notices kimber and tries to call her attention but the misfits show up and decide to add some spice to this roller drama oh my god and pizzazz claims that sean and her are good friends yeah i'm sure (laughs) pizzazz but we now get a Misfits music video called "I Love a Scandal" and I bet Tempest has some things to say about
1: it. I love this song. This is it is my top eleven. It's a great song. There's even great choreography in this song. Like the Misfits are. It's hard to dance in roller skates, and they do it. They do some dancing in those roller skates, and then like Pizzazz even pulls a move that makes me think that like. Essentially, what Pizazz is doing right now in 2015 is that she is in roller derby because she just like rolled down that little ramp and shoved Kimber to the ground. And I was like, oh, that's a roller derby move. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, well, they de- they definitely wore some impressive moves there.
1: And I, I don't know. I just, I love the dance that they do. I love this song. It's like a very cool, like hard driving song. But... In this in this song, I know it's like the video is sort of fantasy, but I swear if the Misfits were even like a tenth as good at surveillance as this song suggests, that they would know Jem and Jerrica's secret by now. Do you see all that fancy? They had like satellites and like uh, cameras with telephoto lenses and listening devices. Yeah. And I was like, where the... I got to say,
0: I, I especially liked... The part in the video where Pizzazz's hand reaches out of the television set and grabs Kimber and pulls her in. It was kind of creepy, but cool.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, this is like a nightmare for Kimber, awesome fantasy for Pizzazz. Yep.
0: Well, after the video, Pizzazz hands the latest issue of Cool Trash magazine adorned with Kimber's face, no doubt, directly to Kimber. Kimber has a moment of panic when she reads portions of the tabloid. She exits the club on roller skates as a mob (laughs) of fans chase after her, questioning if there's any truth. To the rumors. Those
1: weren't fans. <laughs> Those were not fans. Yeah, maybe not. No, no they, were, that they was were the press. Reporters. That yeah. was the press. Oh, they
0: were the press. Yes. I'm, I stand corrected there. But
1: once again, when that happened, I was like, where are the other holograms? They are in that room, and they just let the misfits shove Kimber to the ground, skate around her, terrorize her, give out this magazine yeah. to everybody, and nobody like ran over to Kimber well, and was like, oh my god, this is horrible. How dare you get away from her?
0: I think there's a perfectly good explanation for this the rest of the holograms are at the buffet table they're sidetracked
1: oh there
0: probably was a really good i mean buffet. when there's an all-you-can-eat buffet i mean come on now you have to focus that's true that's true well sean tries to call out to kimber uh to get her to come back but at this point i mean she's just long long gone almost she's gets hit by roller bus. well <laughs> yeah she does actually that bus had remarkably good brakes the Misfits confront Harriet Horn and ask her if her mind has been blown and if they trashed Kimber enough. Harriet admits that they created one heck of a scandal and Pizzazz says they should be on her show. Harriet extends an invitation for the Misfits to come on tomorrow's show, but they'd have to join Jem and the Holograms. Pizzazz is furious at the very idea, but claims they won't have the guts to show up now. Which, you know, I I can I can see her point of view. Maybe
1: that Harriet lady though, she is a mess. Mm-hmm. She is just yeah. a mess. She's like, I just, oh, she's so terrible. But it's okay. It's okay. It's all gonna be okay. Harriet Horn. Hopefully,
0: we'll see. Kimber is seen standing under cover. The rain is beating down hard, and a bus pulls up. Its doors open. Kimber takes the bus back to Starlight Mansion. <laughs> and here we finally have an official answer about where Jim and the holograms reside. Los Angeles, California, because the same bus Venice, is Venice Beach is close on the west side of the city.
1: Yes, And I, I find it amazing that that bus pulls up and then it's the bus that goes right to the mansion. And since when is there a bus stop in front of the mansion? Well, it doesn't matter. But yes, a, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, okay, so they go to Venice Beach. This must They must be in fake Los Angeles, San Angeles, whatever you want to call it. Because right, she takes a bus home and it's not, you know, the Greyhound. It's the local
2: bus. I just figured it out. What? It's Hal's Moving Castle. <laughs> it's Hal's moving castle, and the mansion has many fronts, and it's all the same interior, and they share a magical front door. And that's how they're bicoastal so easily. Mm. That is the only thing that makes that sense. That could be. It's the only explanation.
0: Ashley calls Jerrica and lets her know that Kimber is home now. Jem is thankful for the call and tells Ashley they'll be home the following day. The rest of the holograms suggest they come home tonight, but Kimber probably wants to be alone, and Jem says they should let her deal with the issue in her own way. What did the two of you think of that? Do you think Jem is right?
1: Yes. No. They should have gone home to be with her. Leave that child alone by herself. You know, she doesn't work out things on her own.
2: She needs her sisters. I think they should have called her. I don't think it should have been like a... At
0: least a phone call, yeah, right? like... I mean, they had they had phones in the 80s.
2: They did. Well, we just saw they the meanest
1: one, mm-hmm. weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what Land do you lines. mean just leave her there? Rhea was right. They should have gone home, especially since home was 20 minutes away. Why are they <laughs> right. staying in a hotel... In Venice Beach. I mean, maybe, like, the mansion is not actually in Los Angeles. Like, maybe it's, like, on the, the east end yeah, of the city the or whatever. But so that's why they had to stay in a hotel to be on the show. But I just, what? 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 Go home and see your sister. Because then you'll end, yeah. she'll end up talking to Synergy. Well, do either of you
0: know the, uh, like, the, the ritzy area with all the mansions in in Hollywood where, where a lot of the celebrities live? Because I'm thinking, like, that's got to be where Starlight Mansion is.
1: I think that there you know, are actually that strip. not that many mansions in Hollywood per se, like the Hollywood Hills. Or maybe it's not in Hollywood. Well, Hollywood but. Hills was like, I feel like it was like some weird development, but maybe Bel-Air would yeah. explain yeah, why there were so many Bel-Air. mansions. Right. And why the Countess du Poisson is living next door. Kimber's
0: alone in her bedroom, pacing back and forth. Her thoughts are a jumble and she's still reeling over the scandal. She heads to the secret room where Synergy resides and asks her to change her into, quote, someone hard and mean.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Someone
0: who can never be hurt. Oh, Synergy asks Kimber if this is another phase she's going through, but Kimber with Gusto says that the dumb little girl phase is over. She's staying tough. Okay.
1: Wait a minute. First of all, since when has Kimber been going through a phase? Like, right. I feel like... This entire conversation that she has with Synergy, it feels very much like like a mom conversation, which is yes. it's kind of creepy in that way, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. like Emmett Bennett right. created this AI to be a mother to his children.
0: Sure. And so... so sure. Just in the event of something I, awful happening. Guess, but it was,
1: just, it was like, just the way that Synergy talks to her throughout this, it's very mom. But also that thing she says, are you going through another phase? And I'm like, if Synergy were real, I would have slapped her. Because what? Like, what, how do you say that to somebody? Right. She's not programmed very well.
2: <laughs> she
0: looked very much like a misfit in that new outfit.
1: Yeah, she did. You know, she's someone hard on me, so she looks it, like she belongs to the misfits. It's totally like
0: dark Kimber. Almost makes me think, like, maybe secretly she really does want to be a misfit. <laughs> Maybe she'll go off the rails one day.
1: Mm. I will say this. And join up with Stormer. Uh, maybe. I will say this. We will see that orange bustier again. We will. Ooh, mm. Can't wait. Let's get to the, the
0: sort of mom talk. because I, I had to, it was, even though it was a long passage of dialogue, I wanted to really write this down because I, I thought this was important. Okay, so this is what Synergy says at that, at that moment to, to Kimber. She says, your father hoped you would be strong, but I suppose tough is good enough. It almost seems like a bit of reverse psychology here. Because Kimber says, What do you mean? What did my father tell you about me? Synergy says, He told me many things about you. He said you were a born charmer. From the beginning, you enchanted everyone, even butterflies. You were sensitive and suffered when you saw pain. The knocks and scrapes of childhood did not stop you. You were creative. You were drawn to music and writing. You were often frustrated, but you kept at it. When you were 11, you had your first big test. You had written a song for the school talent show. Some unruly boys made fun of you as you began your sensitive ballad. You were proud of your little song. Now you were humiliated. Backstage, your father gave you a pep talk. You went back out there and the audience loved you. At that moment, your father knew you could survive in the music business. He was very proud of you. Kimber, what did your father say in that pep talk? And Kimber says, he said, be true to yourself. Believe in your song and give the whole audience a chance. And Synergy says, can you still be true to yourself, Kimber? And she says, I think I can now. Thank you, Synergy. This was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But
0: the one... Okay, the only thing I'll say, I'll I'll nitpick, is the part where she says, you began your sensitive ballad?
1: But she was 11. Uh, of course
0: it was a sensitive ballad. Well, yeah, but it, it seems so superfluous. Like, okay, well, why... You, you don't no. even need to say sensitive.
2: Okay, well, kids. It's a ballad. Made for kids. Made for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, why was Synergy like laying on her side as she was talking about all of this. Right. Like, that like, was weird. Weird, invisible couch. <laughs> right?
0: Well, you know, digital bits get tired, too. Okay.
2: All right. I guess. Whatever. Um, In the air. But okay. And then right. and then like we have this flashback and it's just like this this narration like just just so just monologue and it just yeah. went on and on and I was just like right.
0: Uh what is Kimber and Jerrica's father's first name? Emmett. Emmett, right. His face is obfuscated, once again. Mm-hmm. He's just in the shadows. Actually you did get a side profile sort of like a sort of back from the, the camera peering over his shoulder. But you, you never get a good look at his face.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they did that. That's weird. This whole thing, especially since like I feel like what's happening is is that Kimber is being oversold as the sensitive one from the beginning. You charmed even butterflies. Like what? Come on, right. but <laughs> but basically, I mean, I, you could see what Synergy is doing. She's trying to to uh, impress upon her that being sensitive and kind um, is a virtue. As you know, even though it, it might mean that she might get hurt. But yeah, it's it's all really weird. Like I said, it's it's as if Emma Bennett. Programmed her to like give a mom speech, but it comes out kind of creepy and strange. Mm-hmm. Well, you
0: know, it's it's advanced AI, but it's not flawless.
1: I guess, I guess, but yeah, is but it's what Kimber need to hear, apparently. Indeed, because then she picks up a shoebox. It's an entire mansion. They have a mansion, but the only writing implement she has, because she left her diary at the hotel, is a shoebox. <laughs>
0: I'm just disappointed that uh, dark Kimber's outfit is no more.
2: We'll see it again. I told you. We will see. Okay. Uh, We will see it again. I'll believe it when I see it. I believe Tempest. I don't need to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I should have more faith in her. Kimber, feeling like her usual inspired self, begins writing in her diary. The following morning, the rest of the holograms arrive and Rhea finds Kimber asleep. Over her diary.
1: Wait, wait. Over the shoebox. Yeah. Sh- that is a shoebox that she has, Alex. That's not her diary. It's a shoebox. Shoe shoe mm-hmm. That's what I said. This oh, so is like, lid. Wish, I wish I had brought my diary. Oh well. Here's a shoebox. Right. Why? Okay. And also, like, first of all, why is the only thing that she has to write on an entire mansion a shoebox? And second of all, why is there a shoebox in that room?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's like, I don't. House full of ladies. There's no. just shoeboxes everywhere. Rhea
0: asks Kimber if she's alright, and Kimber asks if they're still on for the interview on Harriet Horn's show because she's finished writing the song they're going to sing. On the Harriet Horn show, the Misfits are interviewed about why they took the diary they found to Cool Trash magazine. Pizzazz says Kimber is such a wimp and she clearly deserved it. Roxy says Kimber is such a sissy, quote, unquote. All right. Yeah, I did not like that.
1: I didn't like that. But, but also, I can't remember. No, I do remember. When I was in middle school, I I also had a diary. And I remember I had it in my backpack because sometimes I would write in it at school. And it didn't say my diary on the front of it like Kimber's does, which is why... <laughs> It was so easy to be like, oh, look, a diary. I mean, it was just like a journal. But I remember kids in my class read my diary like they saw that I had it in my bag. And when I yep. was looking, they took it out of my bag and they read it. And when I asked them why they did it, they were like, well, you shouldn't have brought it to school in the first place. You deserved for us to wow. invade your privacy and read that. And I was like, this is just like that wow. time on gym. You're worse than pizzazz.
0: That's terrible. Yeah, but I
1: was just like, I wonder how often. I, I guess it happens pretty often. Like mean, it's a no. it's a thing that that happens when you keep a diary is that people are reading it and then saying that you deserve to have your diary read because they don't like you or they think you're a wimp or or they think that you're horrible for even keeping a diary. Like this, it, this just got so real. <laughs> this no, episode yeah, got real. I hear you. Real That's all of a sudden. Yeah, I've yep. never
0: had that experience that exact experience with a with a diary, but sure I've had some uh you know, I've had uh, situations in my life, thankfully not too many, but but uh, yeah, situations where where people have uh, you know, gone into my personal stuff and and read stuff that they shouldn't have read, but yeah, people are terrible.
2: Yep, I've had, I've had that Kids exact same ha- thing happen tempest where someone yeah, someone did the exact same thing and I still like I still have trust trust issues because of that experience.
1: Mhm. Because just to hear that somebody thinks that,
2: you know, even though they know that it's
1: private, they're like, well, because I could see it, that means that I had a right to look at it
2: or I had a right, right. to invade your privacy. I knew it existed, therefore.
1: Right.
0: Backstage, Shayna mentions to her bandmates how the Misfits are cutting them down. They get the five-second warning to Showtime, and then Harriet introduces Jim and the Holograms, and of course, the last music video in episode three here is dear diary which of course if you recall if you were listening to the last episode tempest you sang a little bit a little bit of dear diary mm-hmm. in fact actually mm-hmm. i don't even remember now if that was no you know what i don't even think that made the cut oh. that episode, so i take it back
1: oh.
0: well uh, i take it back clearly. but yes dear diary i take it i take it you enjoy this song
1: I do. I I have always loved the song, even though it's really, really saccharine <laughs> and I've loved it, but it, I do. I love it. I love it a lot. I guess because, like I said, you know, I I had a diary when I was a kid, and I remember watching this episode and being like, "Yeah, diaries are great." And and also, the song reinforces the thing that, that Kimber talks about at the beginning, where she says, you know, in her diary, she can just she can work out her problems, she can um, air her frustrations, and and that it's like a safe private place for her to do so and that's what's really great about having a diary and like i said even though it's like really really saccharine it's still it still touches my heart
2: Yeah.
0: well i mean it okay i'll, I'll agree with you there it, it it is saccharine but my interpretation of of the song is at, at the very least the way jem actually phrases its, it's you dear diary there was there was Almost a kind of. It was almost kind of a sort of a listless, weird kind of vibe to it. Sort of, kind of, kind of creepy and sad, in a way. That's that's what it felt like to me.
2: Oh, I didn't. That's different from my interpretation. In fact, this is my favorite Jim and the Hologram song so far.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Specifically,
0: like when she like I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing <gasps> like Jim, but. But specifically, the last part where she says, it's you, dear diary, the way it's actually phrased to me sounded kind of sad.
1: Well, I think that's possibly because it's not written in a minor key. The mode of it is not, is 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 kind of like gives you the the kind of right. emotional affect that sure. a minor key can give like that's right. but i think yes. it's written that way like that's specifically what I, that's what i mean you
0: articulated that better than i could you, but yes it's yeah the the, phrase, the phrasing sort of gives this sort of minor key vibe to it right
1: but i think that that's because it's i i like that about it because it's not necessarily even though it's a song about like being happy that you have a diary it's written at a coming from a time when kimber's really upset uh, because she's she's had this violation, and so she's trying to turn the violation around, but she's keeping the the mode of the music in the like slightly upset mode as she talks about the diary. So I feel like, oddly enough, it just like it fits because it's a celebration, but it's a celebration born out of sadness. That is the most analytical I've ever been about a Chimera song in my life. But but yes, it's that's no, how that's, I feel. No, that's well said. Also. Why is Jem on a Lazy Susan? And, well, that, on the- yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said it's an excellent around. question. And where? why is there a wind machine in the Harriet Horn studio? Because all of their hair is a flowing. Like there's wind, but they're inside
2: and on a Lazy Susan. It's the, the effect from the Lazy Susan. The air displacement from her
0: oh, I'm sorry. Spinning. What is a Lazy Susan?
2: It's a round, generally round... Lazy Susan. <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's a round thing it's that you put um, in the center of a table um, okay. that allows you to uh, spin it around so other people can get access uh, to the dishes on the table.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I've used those before. I, I had no clue they had a specific name like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Okay. Lazy Susan. Lazy Susan.
2: I don't know why that's probably sexist relic from the 50s like my wife is is so lazy that she wants to put all the things in the middle of the table so she can spin it around instead of passing dishes i don't know but like that's i don't know right
0: (laughs) gem and the holograms new song dear diary is a hit on the show Harriet is impressed and thought the holograms were mincemeat, in her words, not mine, but they were able to turn the scandal around with a song.
1: Yeah. But
0: there's a surprise guest in store. before
1: we get to that, before before we get to the surprise guest, I just want to mention how, uh, once again, we've gotten really real right here because this is just like when there's like a beef between like hip hop or rap people. They work that stuff out in song. He's like, "You got beef with me? You gonna do some? You gonna sleep with my wife? You are gonna steal my diary and print it in Cool Trash Magazine? I'm gonna write a song about it. It's so, it's so music industry. It's great.
0: Absolutely. But there's a surprise guest in store, and well, this really isn't gonna come as a surprise because it is, <gasps> gasp, Sean Harrison. Do you mean British Teen Idol, Sean Harrison? British Teen Idol. <laughs> British teen idol Sean Harrison joins the holograms and sits next to Kimber. Of course, it was nice that he asked permission. But uh, Harriet grills Sean about the scandal and he clears the air saying it was a complete fabrication. Sean has nothing but the highest regard for Kimber. He respects her as a person and as an artist. And then he asks Kimber... To write a song for him, Again. but Pizzazz stands up, enraged, and says she is the one who was supposed to write his song. Pizzazz says she's better than Kimber, but Sean tells her to keep dreaming and grow up. Harriet tells Pizzazz to sit and stifle herself.
1: Harriet is—I mean, she wants scandal, but then she gets mad. When Pizzazz gets up, it looks like she's about to beat Sean up, but she really should. I mean, I feel like, I mean, maybe this is before somebody threw a chair at Geraldo Rivera's face and changed the face of, you know, talk television forever. <laughs> but that's good ratings. If Pizazz gets up and beats the crap out of Sean, people are going to watch Harriet's show forever.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that it is great for ratings. People, People love that kind of stuff. Terrible people, not me. That's I would never watch that.
2: How we ended up with, what's his face? The awful, awful Jerry Springer, that one.
0: Jerry Springer, He used to be right. the
2: mayor of my hometown. Weird.
0: Wait, wait, wait. He was a mayor? Oh, you didn't
2: know that? <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, no. yes. Jerry Springer no. was the mayor. I had no idea. He was the mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio, and and he stopped being the mayor, Because he was caught in a scandal that Harriet Horn would have loved. Because the scandal was is that he was, you know, visiting houses of ill repute and paying the ladies of ill repute with personal checks that then bounced.
0: And (laughs) was this pre? Was this pre TV show Mm -hmm. career? This was
1: this was in the late seventies or early eighties. I can't remember which because I was a small child, but. I was shocked about that because when I was growing up, Jerry Springer was like our NBC anchor man on the local news. Like he went from, you know, being a mayor to being disgraced to being like the anchor person on the local news, which he did for years before he ever had a TV show. So, yeah, it's the the strange life of Jerry Springer. And but Alina's right. His show was really made possible by that moment when somebody threw a chair at Geraldo's face and all the, <laughs> all the ratings went up and... It, it ruined everything forever.
0: You learn something new all the time. I had no, no idea, but that's fascinating. Well, I'm afraid you two, we are at the end and we wrap. But, with, wait,
1: wait, wait. But will, will Kimber ever write in her diary again? She will. Uh,
0: well, I'm just about to get to that, in fact, uh, because Harriet asks Kimber that very question and Kimber simply responds with, what do you think? And, of course, the last scene before the credits is Kimber sitting in her bedroom writing in her diary.
2: Okay. It, it, and she's writing about Sean. And she's writing about how she wishes she could tell everybody about Jem or tell people about Jem. And how she wishes that that she could find she could be in a relationship as wonderful as Jem and Rios. <laughs> what is wrong
1: with her? That I do not, not know. a good relationship, Bob. I do not her. know. Like,
2: and
0: I'm 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 sure there's going to be a page where she's like, I stole Sean's wallet. And he's He's forty. He's forty, but I
2: like it anyway. Well, I just I that just keep What about what is it? This poor child has never had a good relationship model to her because she thinks that Jim and Rio have a, or Jerrica and Rio have a good relationship, right? And that That's is what sad. she is aspiring to. That is awful, and I feel so bad for her.
1: Hmm. I mean, it would have been better if she'd been like, I wish to someday have a relationship like Anthony and Shane is. Because at least Anthony's not horrendous. Right. And Shane is not hiding everything from him ever. Right.
0: Yep. Well, Kimber t- will turn out fine. I mean, she's got synergy as a mother, right? What could go <laughs> wrong?
2: <laughs> what could go wrong? Well, we will
1: see what goes wrong in Kimber's love life when we get to the episode where she almost gets married. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I love that episode. I love it so much. It is... I my heart (laughs) I can't wait till we get to that because it's so amazing
0: next week we're going to be doing One Gem Too Many oh my
1: god you guys (gasps) what
0: could that be oh
1: my god you guys so I use a scene from One Gem Too Many whenever I make my speech about how Gem, Jerrica, and Rio are actually in a poly triad a polyamorous relationship because they're I, we'll get to it next week, but just I, I the episode, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Next week. But for now, please stay in touch with
0: your hosts here on the Gemcast. You can find Aline Sims on Twitter at Aline. That's A-L-E-E-N. You can find her amazing, fantastic podcast. Less than or equal on the Relay FM network. It's actually relay.fm forward slash L T O E. Did I get that right? Uh huh. Excellent. And uh, the occasional writing at Aline's blog is AlineMean.com, which is just a fantastic domain name. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, the App Camp for Girls stuff, are you still involved with that? It's been a while since we've talked about it, so I thought I'd bring it up.
2: So we have our app for sale now. It has all of the quizzes that the campers created in 2015, including my personal favorite created by the Regal Ocean Sloths, which element are you? That's the team that I led in the Portland or well, I, I helped guide in the Portland camp. And um, we are still on track to starting a Phoenix camp this coming summer. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Great. Yeah, and everyone, uh, if you want to support a great cause, and of course you do, you should go straight to the App Store right now and download the App Camp for Girls app and support. I think it's only like a couple of bucks, right? It's, so it's like a cup of coffee.
2: Uh, yeah, in the U.S. store, it's ninety nine cents. It's whatever. It, ninety nine yeah. cents, people. It varies. Ninety nine cents, based on your country, to, but whatever that lowest right. pricing tier is, that's that's what More it or is. More less.
0: Yeah, I think it might be a buck ninety nine in the Canadian store. Yeah, budget, it could be. You know currency exchange rates are fun but yes if you can part with a buck or two you will be supporting an amazing cause so please please do that and uh, app camp for girls is on twitter if you want to follow them as well and what's their twitter handle aline
2: Appcamp, camp the number four girls
0: and of course tempest all of her lovely writing and links to social media are available on her website at ktempestbradford.com, which will pretty much take you to the right place. It's kind of like a portal for everything you do, right, Tempest? Pretty much.
1: That's how I designed it. So people just yeah. go one place and find all awesome. the things.
0: Yep. And, of course, I'll just mention her Twitter handle, even though it is on her website, because everyone's lazy and you can just follow her right now. It is Tiny Tempest.
1: Yes. And you must follow me because every Wednesday I do the Gem rewatch, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, me preparing for recording this podcast. I rewatch Gem and I'm snarky and I type things and people are like, that's hilarious. And then I talk about how my, my biggest joy in life is making a lean laugh on this podcast. So I like have to <laughs> set my jokes up ahead of time. And then Oh, that's what it is. You're yeah. practicing. I practice because it's just such a joy. Whenever I can make her laugh yeah. so hard she can't breathe, it is like, <laughs> yes, my life is fulfilled.
0: I <laughs> love those two. I gotta say. Those are entertaining. Actually, this podcast is very much kind of like a open mic night for you.
1: That's right. Yep. Yes it is.
0: Gotta get that practice.
1: I want to mention one thing though. Go ahead. Because so I know that a lot of you out there who are listening, you're like, that was just so funny. And I'm like, yep, I'm hilarious. But the other thing I do, uh, or the other two things I do is like, I do a lot of media criticism, which you can see some of that on my website. And I also teach. I teach a class. And so if you're a fiction writer, you should check out the classes that I teach, which you can find out about on ktemisprayford.com. But it's all about like learning to be a better writer and learning to write better characters and being awesome and all that good stuff. I teach it all. I teach some I teach.
0: <laughs> you teach us all. You school us all. And of course, if you want to follow my stuff that I do, my writing is on Zero Distraction.com. I am Zero Distraction on Twitter as well. And you can follow the podcast at Gem Podcast on Twitter, Gem Podcast on Facebook to keep things simple and consistent. And If you'd like to support the show, which of course we very much hope that you do, visit hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors and click on one of those lovely Amazon links that we've set up for you. We've got links for Amazon UK, USA, and Canada. And when you click on those links, there's no change to your shopping experience. Yes, that's right. It's the exact same Amazon shopping experience you have to do. No added work except when you buy stuff, everybody here gets a commission on the sale, which helps keep the show free because that's what we want to do. We don't ever want to charge for this, this awesome show. Uh, you can also uh, reach us. Uh, there's an email address, gemcast at hologramradio.org, which is on our contact page. We've got a donation page set up there as well, which I would appreciate if you visited. Give a buck or two or whatever you feel comfortable with. really helps us. There's also a subscription option. So if you're feeling even more generous, you can pay us a uh, sustainable rate every month, which uh, helps us uh, immensely. And uh, please take a moment to leave us a rating in iTunes. It only takes a sec to do that. Uh, in fact, speaking of ratings, uh, we received another stellar review on iTunes. And I just want to give a shout out to Sherry H. from the United States of America. And she says, quote, in the headline, Nostalgia Explosion. She gave us five stars. And said, I have loved Jem since I was a kid, and now between the comic, heart, 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 emoji, the movie, sad face, and podcasts, I'm 10 years old again. Tempest is too funny, and I love her voice in my
2: ears. Totally
1: agree. Aw, thank you. Yay.
0: Stay tuned for One gem, Too Many, but for now, show's over, Synergy.